Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of The Exchange, presented by WinBet. I'm Nick Mangold. This is my good friend, Mark Sanchez, and we have a doozy to start off here, Mark. How are we doing? Oh, buddy, if I were any better, it'd be against the law. I'm so fired up that Rex is coming on the show. There you uh, go, spoiling it. Oops. So, all right. So, Rex Ryan will be our guest today. So, we have that covered. Thank you, Mark. You're beautiful. Um, before we get before we get to that, though, it's a lot of things have happened uh, since we've last been together. Uh, what's new in your world? Yeah, I mean, shoot, little man's in kindergarten. Um, we uh, we had a great start to the season, um, not just our podcast season, but I never got to play in London. I've only been to London on vacation or passing through traveling through Europe. So to see an Arsenal match, I got to see the North uh, London Derby. Ooh, uh, Arsenal Tottenham. Uh-huh. Go Tottenham. And it was uh, disappointing. Ooh, they disappointing. lost, bro. I know. 1-3. I know. I know. And All right. I don't want to talk Arsenal. about it. Arsenal. Arsenal. Shuddy. You shuddy. That was probably by far the most broadcasting um answer I've ever heard in my life, but congratulations. Um, <laughs> how was the UK? Dude. Tell me, uh, tell me about your time there. I was so shocked. Were, you, to see. Was, were both games in Tottenham Stadium? Yes. Okay. All right. Tell um, me about it. But the practice facilities they have for the teams, they're far outside the city. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, most teams come in, they leave Thursday night after practice, they arrive Friday. Well, the Saints stayed the whole week. And uh, if you got to, if you stay the whole week, I think the NFL pays for like your three days, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But if you want to stay earlier, it's kind of on your own. And so the Saints stayed for an entire week to try and adjust. Um, And, you know, I don't know teams talk about the sports science behind it it just matters if you get the w i I don't know what what makes more sense to me personally i'd love to be out there and experience some of you know just a different culture and all the different melting pot of cultures that they have there uh but it was incredible to see the the fans excitement uh the way the green bay packers traveled i mean it was it was technically their home game right so you give up a home game to Mm. get out there um, the Green Bay Packers were the 32nd team, the final team to make it out there. And it was the first time in a London game that both teams had a winning record. So it was, I mean, it was a showdown and the fans showed out for it, man. It was fun. Enough, enough of the football talk. Jeez. Give me the food recommendation. <laughs> How did you, uh, uh, did you enjoy, did you enjoy the traditional English breakfast? So I'm not a baked beans guy. I'm not nope. huge. I like chili beans. I like, um, you know, pinto beans, black beans. Like I, I'm a All big beans, fan really. of, of the legume, but the legume. not not baked beans did in you, the morning. Did that you at least try different. it? Yeah, yeah, no, I tried it because okay. it was the right thing to do. But I just was right. like, that's not for me. What was your favorite? Um, what was your favorite dish being over there? Fish and chips is always good. Uh, bangers mm-hmm. and bangers and mash. You did know? you eat the mushy peas? uh in the fish and chips yeah oh no oh it comes with like a, i got that well it kind of, typically it'll come with like a it's like a green bean mashed up or like oh peas. yeah yeah it, peas are mashed up but they have like more of a vinegar consistency to them it's I'm like a they're delicious. I'm like a meat and potatoes kind of guy but i just went extra vinegar on the fish and chips did you have a meat pie while you were there i didn't oh see oh my god right. you need to bring me along i'll take you to the right spots <laughs> That, that should be in your next rider. Can I be in your next rider? Like whenever you have to travel internationally, I have to yes. go with you. Yes. That, also, that you'll this you'll appreciate. I saw huh? three Dave Matthews concerts in like four days. 
yeah, I do appreciate you texting me the night before, like, hey, just fly out to LA <laughs> come out. and come out and we'll go to the Dave concert. Like, I have nothing else going on in my life. A bunch, kids, a bunch of kids, you know, kids, getting media work. Everything. Yeah, no, nah, it was, it was, it was awesome. Although the video was nice. So that, that was good. <laughs> I'm going to do the same thing when they come to MSG. I'm going to, I'll be there. Will you? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm like, I'm like a roadie. <laughs> you are a roadie That's a or, or a groupie all right enough of us enough of us being ridiculous we need to get to this interview uh we have rex ryan on with us um i, I think it's going to be amazing uh he is by far i think one of my favorite head coaches just for what he brought to the team and in that excitement um i know mark yeah, i assume you feel the same way uh, about sexy rexy um so before before we waste any more time let's get to it let's bring in coach rex ryan uh yeah coach let's just forget nick's even here for a second i just want to hit you with the most important question pre-draft meeting our dinner with woody johnson me faking the motorcycle ride shoddy coach cav the whole crew that was there first day you met me first impressions let's talk about the good stuff let's start with the great stuff yeah you know? no i was like that's my guy i mean <laughs> When you went in there like you were hopping on that motorcycle, I'm like, that, that's my dude right there. There is no doubt. You know, and, and the workout was okay. Um, <laughs> you know, but but no, yeah, you had me as soon as you went to the motorcycle. <clears throat> but that was that was hilarious. I, I will say this. It's funny how, you know, I will say it's the first quarterback thing I've ever gone to. So we we were in desperate need of a quarterback. And I'm like, well, who are the guys? So here, here's the guys. There's this kid at, at Kansas State, yourself. Basically, that's what it was narrowed down to. Um, and so I go to, a, a, you know, the workout with this kid at Kansas State. And um, Freeman, I think, was his name. And, and he had a decent workout. Um, and, you know, we're, we're just, you know, watching or whatever. But it, it's it's dragging on. And the reason it's dragging on because there's like three receivers is what he had. When I went to see you work out, there was 25 guys. And I'm like, that that pretty much tells you who you want as your quarterback. Somebody that's going to get guys that will show up and, and, and do a workout for them where this other kid only had like three guys. And I was like, like, dude, to me, it, um, I mean, I thought you had a better workout. And then I saw that for real. I was like, this is a guy that that people, you know, uh, will follow, I thought. And then uh, and then when you, you know, hopped on a motorcycle, I was like, done. <laughs> that was a done deal. Exclamation point. We did have a squad out there. We were kicking people out. Oh, dude, it was unreal. I don't know. So to me, we made the right decision and and um you know, obviously, we couldn't trade up for Stafford. <laughs> there he is. There he is. How much time did I say? <laughs> you had that's it at I, 45 seconds. That's why I wore my camo. I knew I was going to catch strays from Coach. <laughs> you, and you know what's funny? Some people. But you're on get up funny. every day, dude, just crushing me out of nowhere. I, but but that's what we always do, right? We always do that. <laughs> yeah, when it's, when it's like a private forum. But well, people don't understand that. I, I know. It is funny because they really don't. And I will it's say it's one funny. of the funniest ones. But it even makes yes, it better. It is. Um, yes, it is. 
what, what I thought was a, a great one. We're down in No Kid. We were doing a Super Bowl, member, And you were there. Tim Tebow was there. Your uh, boy. EJ Manuel. Um, Greg McElroy. So all these guys and, and you know, all my ex-quarterbacks or whatever, I go, you know, guys, just think. Not all quarterbacks, but go ahead. No, <laughs> remember we had we had those quarterbacks. At, yes. Oh, I got you. Bam. <laughs> Poor Tebow. But anyway, so we have all these guys there, and I'm like, damn, just think, guys, if I had a better quarterback, I'd still be coaching. <laughs> and all you guys, oh at one God. time, they look, if we had a better coach, we'd still be playing. So, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fun. Now, Nick, keeping get, with get him, Nick, I got to dress my wounds here. Yeah, well, keeping with that theme. So, Coach, you know, uh, I was a big believer in ground and pound, and and I love, you know, when you brought that to us. Um, so the big question that we all have is, A, where did that come from? But then, B, was it more of a product because you saw the big uglies up front and myself, DeBrickshaw, Brandon Moore, Alan Fanica, Damian Woody, or was it because you knew you had this kid Sanchez coming in, like, shoot, well, we're not going to be able to throw the ball. So we have to run the ball. <laughs> I didn't well, hand the ball off in my pro day, Nick. He saw yeah. me throw. He knows you, I can you, throw. You know what's funny? Literally, for us, um, it, it just was taking advantage of our personnel. And when you look, our offensive line could knock anybody off the ball. And, you know, look, Mark's a rookie quarterback. And you look at how many rookies, you know, uh, play in that position, the success rate – is it's unbelievable. In fact, you know, Mark's one of the most successful rookie quarterbacks, maybe in the history of the sport. So we had an idea that, look, we want to be um, more balanced. It was something I think if you can run the football and play great defense, you'll have a chance to win in, you know, every game. And that's kind of what we did. We knew we played great on defense. We knew we could pound the football. And then it was, uh, as our team developed, um, we got better weapons around Mark. We were able to throw the ball. So I, I just think if um, – I think that's a great method to success, if, especially early in a young quarterback's development. I mean, I know I loved it as an offensive lineman. I'd much rather go forward than backwards. So I had no <laughs> issue with it. <laughs> that's that's a big thing for me. So it was uh, – that was always – it was one of those things that we, when we think back to, uh, you know, those times in uh, 09 and 10 – um, you know, the, the imposing the will, you know, I go back to San Diego, uh, in the playoff game, you know, when it's fourth and one and we need that one yard. And I remember standing over there at the sideline, we're all talking about it and, you know, dialing it up and we all, we all knew where we were going. They knew where we were going and we still got it done. So, uh, it was definitely a, a sense of pride, I think for, for the team, um, uh, that we, you know, really bought into it. Well, and you know, it's, uh, that's part of it. Uh, you know, when you come into a, a team, you know, just be yourself and and uh, have a vision for the team, and and be truthful about it. And and I knew from jump when I watched the tape, I knew from jump that we could knock people off the ball, and I knew we could play defense. And and I think that's what we did. And and you know, yeah, we had this young hotshot quarterback, but you don't need to throw it forty times, you know, with a rookie quarterback. That never made sense. So. And it's funny, Mark's best games, I think, during the uh, during that that rookie year were the, were the playoff games. I, I, I think he was absolutely terrific. So, um, 
you know, I, I think that's a pattern that that uh, coaches, when you come in, that that's a pattern you really ought to look at. Yeah, I agree. Um, any of your like one specific memory that sticks out from 09 or 2010 that's like, you know, the one that replays over your head maybe the most. I got a couple, but just I'm curious what yours are. Well, I think that one of the funniest ones was, remember we're playing Detroit, and the night before, <laughs> you know, like I don't know if the fans know this or not, but, you know, we'll, we'll have we'll kind of get into it the night before the game. And I was like, my God, we're going to run the thing 40 freaking times. Like, we are going to run it 40 times. Now, we didn't know that Detroit was going to have damn nine guys up front. <laughs> But we're yeah, we still did. running it. Yeah, we still did. Running it. And finally, I look over, and I remember I bring the offense, I bring the offensive line over, Nick. And remember when mm-hmm. I go, I go, guys, here's the deal. I think we have a better chance of winning the game if we just start throwing it all over the place. Just go no huddle and and start throwing it. But I told you guys we were going to run it 40 times, so. You know, what do you want to do? Because I'm I'm not I'm not a guy that lies. I tell you what I believe to be the truth. And and the O line, they're all looking at each other. Like Mark, I, I go, they're like, I knew you'd say let's the hell out of it. I was and right. Like, I was right near this exchange. Like, Are you serious? Let's try to win. <laughs> I'm like, okay, then let's go ahead and, and and we went no huddle. And then the great thing is they had no answer for us. And then remember, we get the game into overtime. And yeah. and then you hit tone on a pass that, that goes for a million yeah, yards. Yeah. But we opened that second in the overtime, remember, by going no huddle. We never went back to whatever yeah. we just had a hell of it. Let's just let's just go. But that's certainly one that stands out. And because the, the look on the old line, all of them, Nick and and uh D Wood, I remember like, are like, are you serious? <laughs> like, let's try to let's go ahead and try to win the game. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but it, that, that was it, and then you know, there's so many of them. But uh, w- when I look at the uh, when you mentioned that Charger deal the night before that game, remember we said, "All right, I'm like we're way tougher than these dudes." In fact, it's going to come down to, and I want you guys to point where we're going to run the football, and we're just going to pound it in. They're going to win the game, and then on that fourth down, I look over there and I see. Brandon Moore and D. Wood are like, we're coming right here. We are coming right here. I'm like, no, don't, don't say nothing. <laughs> and sure hell, we pounded it right over him. Thomas Jones really was was more of a backup at that time. And I looked at him, man. I saw the I saw the look in his face. I knew he was going to get it. I go, our best first, their best. You get in there. And man, when he went in there, I was like, man, he punched. You know, we punched a hole right through him, but. Those are some great, great uh, memories that I have. And and there's a million of them, as you guys know. That's awesome. I mean, I think everybody in the stadium knew where that ball was going. They're like, he's going to turn around and hand it to Thomas Jones. <laughs> hey, Bagels, um, I got to ask you this. Yes. What do you remember about that trip the most? Do anything stand out to you? Because there's something I remember about that trip with you. San Diego? Yep. Uh, ooh, that's a good question. Um. I'm trying to think uh, other than, food. I don't know. Now I'm kind of scared being put on the spot. Uh, the, the most I remember from that is the fourth down play. I don't, I don't know. Okay. What do you got for me? Okay. 
the day before we're practicing in a walkthrough. Oh, yes, I do remember. That was that game. Yep. Somebody, Darrell Revis, Revis Island is nothing because Nick Mango caught a pass for a touchdown against <laughs> Darrell Revis in a walkthrough. In a pre-walkthrough scrimmage? No, but Revis would never let anybody catch the ball. Walk through, whatever, he'd knock you out or whatever. And remember, you're like, I caught one. <laughs> I was on fire. I think I had like five catches, two touchdowns, Revis <laughs> Island, nothing. I, and I was in flip-flops, just dominating. I was playing left guard, I think, at the time. And <laughs> I was getting it done, I think, protecting the passer. But, uh, you know, it's funny, but those are things, too, that, that that I'll always remember and I miss about, you know, about those things and, and getting out and and uh, having our guys. I wanted my, our guys loose, but I also wanted our guys to be confident, knowing, hey, I don't care what the records, we're getting ready to beat this team's butt because I believed it. And, and we did. Yeah. Do you think, and and I know you're really enjoying where you are right now in, in the commentating world and everything and making fun of Sanchez as much as possible, but <laughs> do you think you'd ever get back into coaching at any level, or is it something that, like, is that page turned on you? No, I mean, I, I obviously would, but I'm not going to go back as a coordinator. I I, I mean, to me, if, if uh, I, I would want to be a head coach again. If that was the case, then I would I would do it, but if not – then I'm more than happy to do what I'm doing here. You know, I haven't lost a game in what five or six years. And, <laughs> and I will say this, Nick, I don't know if you know or not, but the best coordinator I ever had, you know, you're seeing like former players, you got Jim Leonard's now the head coach at Wisconsin, Kevin O'Connell's now the, the head coach at, at Minnesota with the Vikings. Um, but I think the best offensive coordinator I ever had might have been Mark Sanchez. I mean, Let's we go. went to Hawaii and dominated a team, and and uh, we got the ring and everything else to prove it. So two-time Hula Bowl champion, I don't know what to tell you. Coach, I tried to give that game away. That was fun as hell. And Sanchez really did a great job, though. Like, all during yeah, we the week, bad. no kidding. Like, literally – if that's something that you wanted to get into, I I absolutely know he'd be a, a, a terrific coach. And don't kid yourself, I always try to get Mangle to come coach your offensive line, too. We, no we really do. We couldn't even afford his appearance fee. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, that's true. It's a good point. <laughs> Wait a second. The, the, so two TV guys are now bashing me for having an appearance fee? Get out that's of right. here. That's right. <laughs> I say it, hey, I say it every week from the booth. I'm like, hey, boys, in the in the microphone to all the whole crew, another win, another win, undefeated, guys. Let's go. Hey, that's it. Pack up and go home. Pack up and go home. I love it. That's great. So, Rex, now, um, along with, you know, uh, obviously all your gigs at ESPN, rocking out, doing all, uh, you know, again, making fun of Sanchez as much as possible. Yeah. Um, this recent endeavor of the amazing race, how in the world did you get hooked up on the amazing race? Whew. You know, big mistake. Uh, but <laughs> Tell me who your backup was, choice was. Partner. I did call Sanchez. I'm like, come on, Mark. You want to go? We'll go kick some ass in this thing. Because I'm like, I'm not going to do anything, but I'll just I'll send my guy out. Go get him, Sanchez. Go get him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, – yeah, he couldn't do it. But I had my uh, I had a buddy of mine that I played golf with. He was my partner. He was like, a, uh, he runs marathons. He's a former powerlifting champion. I'm like, oh, we'll be okay. 
But man, none of us had a music background and it just killed us. And, and the fact, you know, we couldn't find, you know, Black Beauty in a field of white mice because we were so lost all the dang time. And it was like, you know, they don't show that in there, but yeah, it happened. We we got we got lost. What do you mean music background? Why do you say that? Without giving too much away. If you can't answer it, don't answer it. No, no I mean, because we had like I had to do yodeling. You know, oh, I had to whoa. do yodeling in Austria, you know. So they've already showed that show. We've already been eliminated the second day we got eliminated. Oh crap. But <laughs> so I do this yodeling things, dominate, of course. And then <laughs> uh, of course. And, and you guys know me, I'm dyslexic. So I'm seeing a bunch of words I've never seen before. I'm like, oh, what the? There's there's no freaking chance. So I got to listen, basically, you know, without like seeing the words. That's great. Most people can read all that. Well, I can't. So it's like, <laughs> well, holy, you know, in different language, I, it's got to listen. I finally knocked it out. And and then we're running out. And, and now we got to do these bells. And it's like, and you know, bells? me and my buddy had never played an instrument, you know, and on my side, yeah, it was like these little kettlebells, and you got to yeah. do them to. Yeah, it was brutal, dude. And on my they side, had that, they, were they like, had that for a class in high school. <laughs> this high school I went to, and all the guys like on our O line and stuff were trying to do handbells. It was awesome. Um, yeah, so that was the end of us, man. And I was. It was funny because I'm watching the show, and you know, like when you when you start playing, your adrenaline gets going. And the frustration, like, I'm just like, I am sweating my tail off. Like, and finally, I, I jumped my buddy. You know, I was like, come on, man. Like, what the hell? But I only had, like, four bells on my side. He had, like, six on his. But I was just like, dude, come on. You know, <laughs> let's get this stuff. But then we got eliminated. And the best part about being eliminated is, they, you know, you finally get to drink beer. And all that, because with the COVID, they lock you in your room the whole time. Oh, so you're either racing or you're you're uh, in Sitting your room. room. So as soon as we lost, I'm like, oh, hell, that's okay. <laughs> Pounded like six or seven beers. That was good. That's good. Uh, let's see. I guess um, your favorite, we were talking about coaches and coaching and, and um, one of the best defensive coaches of all time, your dad. Uh, he came and, and talked to us multiple times. And I remember him breaking down the huddle of our entire practice and stuff. And I just thought like seeing how intense he was, even at that age, right? Later years of his life, but like breaking it down, like we got to kill him, kill him on three. And I was like, damn, man, I'm just trying to win the game. But okay. <laughs> you know, like this dude's yeah. for real, but maybe one of your favorite memories, uh, of your pop, um, you know, obviously RIP, he was, he was an absolute legend. Yeah, no, he's, uh, it was funny because everybody would say, well, you know, you guys are similar, but man, like, is, is there a difference? And I'm like, big difference was I, I'm not near as tough as my dad. Uh, There's no doubt. And uh, my dad was in, in the Korean War. He was a master sergeant in the Korean War at 18 years old. So I think I'd probably be a little different had I grown up that way too. But you think about a, a guy that was leading men into battle uh, for their lives, you know, at, at such a young age, that's why he was probably such a good leader. And, and uh, maybe the way he always was, he wasn't going to take any, any stuff off anybody. And, 
Um, and I think that kind of rubs off on me a little bit because I'm not going to back down uh, from anybody. And I guess that's that's part of it. But uh, just being around him, I remember I had the the great opportunity to coach with my dad for a couple of years. And the first year they couldn't, they never said anything about nepotism because I was like, a, you know, a linebacker coach or something, D-line coach. And we, I think had we were second, I think, in the NFL in defense. And we led the league in takeaways. The next year, we couldn't stop a nosebleed. And then everybody's like, oh, it didn't happen to well, what happened to the, you know, because my twin brother's coaching on that staff as well. But the opportunity to be under him really catapulted my career because I saw the way he would attack teams and how multiple he was with his coverages and fronts and everything else. And so I basically, you know, I put my own spin on things, but a lot of it, you know, I learned from my dad. I probably, you know, no, probably I learned way more from my dad than anybody else. Not, not even close. And I was around some great coaches, but he was absolutely terrific and has great opportunity. And uh, one story I'll, I'll say about being with dad. Remember, we played, we opened the season against Dallas. Remember that? Yeah. And it was the mm-hmm. 9-11, yeah. the 10-year anniversary. And you, I don't know if you guys felt it, but I felt a ton of pressure that week. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, just because it's like how important it was, you know, to our area, you know, the country, but in, specifically in the, to, uh, you know, our, our, our region. And, man, I felt the responsibility that we got to win the game. And it wasn't starting off real well for us. But my dad um, was in the stands. My brother was coaching with Dallas. He was the D coordinator right. with Dallas. Right. And so you think, you know, you know, your dad's going to have the jersey down the middle, right? Dallas on one side, <laughs> Jets on the other. Oh, hell no. He was all Jets. It was the best. No, dude, because that was his team. Remember, my dad started coaching his first year in the NFL was actually the AFL days in uh, Super Bowl three was my dad's first year coaching. And he was with the Jets for eight years. So That's that incredible. was always his team. But he hated Dallas. And he never even cared if my brother coached there or not. He was not going to. He's like, no, he wanted us to win that game. And he was happy as hell when we did. I love that. That's <laughs> really funny because they they replayed that game. Do you remember that, Nick? During 2020, during COVID, when everything yeah. was locked down. Mm-hmm. And there was this text thread going with Nick and Rex and Tannenbaum and Ben Kotwika, Kevin O'Connell, like, I started getting responses like, yo, are you guys watching this game? And of course, everybody was home watching the damn game. Yeah. The first play of the game, all we talked about all week is DeMarcus Ware, DeMarcus Ware, DeMarcus Ware. This dude's face mask to face mask with me as soon as we blew the first whistle. I was like, holy, we're in for it, boys. And then we had to make sure sure you're awake, you know? (laughs) Okay, guys, I know who he is. He's 94. We're good now. Hey, was that literally, I'm sitting back going, Oh my God, are we going to miss D Wood? <laughs> right. So, but here's the here's the best part of the game. Me and Tony Romo, you would think we were on the take trying to lose that damn thing. I mean, <laughs> it went back and forth so many times. I swear to God, I'm watching it with my soon to be fiance, and we're watching the game. And at one point, I go, "Did we even win this thing? Oh my God, I think we might have lost." And she goes, "You definitely lost. Look at this." And Joe McKnight blocks the punt. R.I.P. Joe McKnight. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe, Joe had the big block punt. And and the funny thing is that whole game, 
we were putting Revis one on one with their they had a, that with big Des. wideout was a great great wideout they had. Um, was Des it Des Bryant? Yeah, it was Des. Yeah, Des. Remember him and Tony Romo had the miscommunication on the go stop route, and that's where Revis turned around and made a pay. Well, that's what they claim. What happened is we had been playing <laughs> cover one the whole time, and so finally we're like two man. So we played cover oh, five. Oh, so he baseball turned. And now turned and then... it gave Revis a chance to play the back shoulder. And sure as hell, Romo throws right into it. Okay. And my brother's like, he, you know, it's an easy read. I go, well, really? How come homeboy didn't read it? <laughs> <laughs> he threw right into that damn thing. So it was uh, great. And, and, and we ended up about... winning. Man, oh, man. And remember what we would wild. do? Mark, remember how every time we played my brother and we beat him, which is like six times or whatever. <laughs> We would always get a game ball, and I'd have somebody, Laura Young, who's now coaching, by the way, with the Giants. Giants, yeah, I just yeah. saw her. She would take our picture, and I'd have the game ball. Me and Sanchez would be like, there you go, bro. We'd send it to my brother all the time. Remember Ryan Bowl on it or That's something. Awesome. And then uh, <laughs> before the Browns game, I'd duck down behind him while he's standing straight up, and he Rex would try and walk over and push him over on the ground and stuff in pregame. I was like, yeah. this is unbelievable. But no, that's what Bill Belichick know, does. Yeah, exactly. Nick has uh, another question, but I'm we're on the thread of coaching and old games and your dad and all that, but the family history, your dad, you, your brother, your son. What about Seth? I mean, yeah, he's with Seth. the Lions right now. Um, do you talk to him? Do you help him game plan? I know he's on the offensive side. Like, what's that all about? Well, so Mark, you can answer that. If knowing he's on the offensive games, uh, you know, side, hell no, I don't say a word, of course. But, uh, but I, I, you know, ground and pound. Just you unless know, they sign the John power, Connor. If sake. they sign John Connor, you're going to run the. Yeah. <laughs> run <a counter. laughs> but it is kind of funny. So, you know, he played at Clemson. They won a national championship. And, and uh, Deshaun Watson was his teammate. I don't know if Seth had more to do with the championship or Deshaun but either way that was his last year and he graduated in four years um so I I really wonder is this kid really my kid I, I don't know he's a damn <laughs> offensive coach he graduates in four years probably in but anyway he uh he's got one year to play and they're saying he may start or be the fifth receiver and he's like that they got better players than me there. You know, like Seth never, you know, he's like, no, nah, they, they got this kid T Higgins. They got whatever. So either way, he's like, I'm going to take this coaching opportunity. Anthony Lynn gets a job with the chargers and he goes, I'm going to be an intern and I'm just going to, you know, I, I went to Clemson to play football so I could coach. So either way, he takes this coaching opportunity. They hire him immediately as an assistant, you know, on a staff quality control guy. And then, like, his third year there, they make him the the receiver coach at 23 or four years old or whatever. And now he's the assistant receiver coach with the Lions. Um, at, at 28 years old, he's, he's been coaching the NFL for six years. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy. You know, it took me, I think, about eight years before I ever got that opportunity to coach in the NFL. But he's he's way ahead of me right now. And and hopefully one day he'll be a third generation coach with the Jets. That would be awesome. That's cool. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, coach, you know we've been doing this for um, this is our now the second season of our podcast here, the Exchange, and you know it's always interesting trying to find guests and who do we want to talk to and everything. 
Um, word on the street is you're pretty buddy buddy with Adam Sandler. I mean, you were in a movie with him. Um, any chance you could help us there? You know, we bring him, him on bring the, in Adam on the show, him. coach. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I I, I hope so, but. Um, I think he lost my number after he saw my performance on his show. I don't think he's <laughs> he's answered my calls, but you know what's funny on that, Nick? We had, you know, I had a one of my real good buddies was Mike Petton, and Mike Petton was, was one of our coaches, great coach, but we would bust each other's chops all the time. And so I get a call. Hey, this is Adam Sandler. I'm like, yeah, okay. Click. <laughs> like, Pat and stop. He goes, no, this is Adam Sandler. I swear to God. And so it was like, you know, he's asking me if I want to be in a movie. I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, it was fun as hell to do. And, and I remember I wasn't, you know, a typical coach. Like I was going to have my lines down. You know what I mean? So Laura Young was with me. We're going over those lines all the time. You know, most people preparing for the draft or whatever. No, no, I'm preparing for this movie. Okay. So either way, I've got it down. First take, we're going through it. We are not going to do another take because of me. Adam Sandler's going to, and he's improvising the whole thing. And I'm like, dude, you're supposed to say this, this, and this. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I've been working on this for a while. I was boss on that set, but it was it was fun as hell to do, though. It really was. That's really cool. Well, you got to call him for us, man. Give us a. I'll call him, man. I'll give you his number. Letter of recommendation. I don't know. Something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So how we uh, how we like to finish this up, and you know, you've obviously been a great sport, and uh, we love chatting with you, and so, uh, but we we usually do a little rapid fire questions, just you know, whatever pops in your head. Uh, okay. We're gonna do a we're gonna do a quick uh, just to make things easy. I'm gonna hit the first one. What is your perfect golf foursome, other than myself and Sanchez? Well, you two were at the top of the list for sure. But obviously, um, that's a lie. I mean, top of the list. Um, I will say, let's see. Uh, I'm gonna go with Tiger Woods, of course. All mm -hmm. right. Nice. Then I'm gonna go with like Paige Van Zant and. <laughs> Heather Walker, myself. So good, I'm ready. You're ready. Yeah, Who rides yeah. in whose cart? Or do you, know you walk? <laughs> well, I, I think Tiger's in, got his own cart, and I got the, the two young ladies. So there you go. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, if you had to choose for the rest of your life a would you rather, uh, cold weather, East Coast, or warm weather, West Coast? I'd go with the I'd go with the East Coast. You know, I'm not oh. soft, no soft California dude. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. no way, no I way. Like, <laughs> I'm going, man. No, I I enjoy the season, so I'm going to go East Coast. What a bunch of sissies out here! <laughs> <clears throat> Smart decision there, Coach. Smart decision. Um, all right. If you were sitting at home watching TV, and this obviously has nothing to do with your recent experience um, on the Amazing Race, are you watching a documentary or are you watching a reality TV show? I'm going to watch a reality TV show. Can I tell you which one? Please. You guys already know Deadliest Catch. Oh, that's <laughs> I'm good. a huge Deadliest Catch guys. And remember, the, the the fans don't know this, but I would all remember every year I would set up a joke. I would always talk about the Deadliest Catch. And then remember, I had that snake that I'd always show the rookies or whatever. Remember? Oh, <laughs> remember hey, this is the world's largest dead, dead snake. 
and they show it as some huge anaconda, and all of a sudden, it boom, it jumps out at you. But we would always get the rookies on it every year. But deadliest catches the show I would always watch, and new season generally comes out in the spring. That's the only crazy thing that I that I've never done. You know? Yeah, I was just gonna say, what up? We gotta get you on there. Yeah, I would think. I you know maybe a little too old to be a greenhorn though. As soon as somebody would say, you got to be fast with the bait, I'm like, hey, hold boy, how about I stuff you in this thing? And then here, go ahead, go ahead and send it down. See how many crabs you get with that, okay? Forget it. I'm going to take one of the little, little bitty guys, like, nah, get out of here. I'm, I'm going to run. I'm throwing the dang thing. That's what I want to do. I'm going to throw the hook. Last one. Your favorite snack. What is it, coach? <sighs> There's so many out there, Mark. There's so many out there. Um, okay, I got it. All right, let, let me go another storytelling. Yes. All right. So we would always end on let's go get a snack, right? Sometimes it'd be something else, but let's go get a snack. But for years, so I coached like almost 30 years, all right? And I would always go and – you know how, like, you got tons of food. I don't know if the fans know it, but they're a huge spread of anything you wanted. You're but everybody would go for the ice cream, right? So night you got to get the ice cream with the hot fudge, you know, on top of it and a couple of cookies. I uh, ain't throwing in there. <laughs> so we're playing, we're playing the Bengals after we smoked them 37 nothing to get into the playoffs. We are at Cincinnati, Cincinnati. We called it Cincinnati at the time. But anyway, we're at Cincinnati. And man, I I got the flu or something, but I'm in trouble. All right. So like I, I I've been I've been really struggling. And so they got IVs in me and everything else. All right. So we go, we have our night meeting. Now I gotta make a decision. You know, and I'm like, man, every every single game I've ever coached in, you know, I had my night night snack of my vanilla ice cream with the hot fudge. And they're like, Rex, <clears throat> you can't do that, dude. Like, this, that's the worst thing you can do in your condition. I'm like, nah, got to have it, dude. So sure <laughs> enough, here we go. Woo! I barely made it to the room and like paid the fiddler, but you know, sometimes you got to be uncomfortable, but you got to do what you got to do. And I certainly wasn't going to lose the game to the Cincinnati Bengals, our first playoff game, because I wouldn't have my ice cream. So I made sure I had my ice cream. That's my go-to snack. I uh, love it. You're Thank you best. so much, Rex. I got it. My pleasure. WinBet is bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, they have what you need to win. Jets fans in New Jersey, sign up today and use promo code XJETS. And after placing your first $100 wager, you will receive $100 to bet with. You will receive a $50 free bet and a $50 casino bonus. Again, the promo code is XJETS. Offer subject to change. Offer only available in New Jersey. Terms and conditions apply. You must be 21 or older to participate. Please visit winbet.com to view welcome offers available in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. 
All right, well, that was as electric as I could imagine um, here on The Exchange, presented by WinBet uh, with myself and Mark Sanchez. Mark, what did you think of that interview with old Sexy Rexy? This breath spray is really good. I'm really (laughs) happy you sent this to me. That's where you put it. Yep. (sighs) No, he's – what a great sport. Incredible stories. How about the coaching lineage, his dad, his brother, and now Seth? Yeah, I think it's pretty cool that Seth is getting into it. Um, Yeah. Especially from watching him running around here, you know, as a high school kid, or yeah. I, it might even been before high school. Um, yeah, junior high, high school. But yeah, yeah, watching good. his freshman football games in uh, what was he Somerville High School? Didn't he go there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that sounds about right. I don't know, but Somewhere it was it was neat. I mean, that 09 and 2010, there's there some great runs. Um, you know, I feel like the one thing I missed on, and I'm going to put this in my notes afterwards. Next time I interview Rex, we need more hard knock stories. Yeah. I feel like I feel like we but a lot of that was so documented, you know, but I feel like so the thing with hard knocks, which I always enjoyed was the idea that like we I watched it and, you know, watching them film as much as they did and the turnaround in 24 hours to take all this yeah. film and cut it down to the storylines. And so all of the stuff that ended up in the cutting room floor, I feel like you could have made five different hard knock seasons out of that. I would love to I, hard knock should come up with like the archives deal, like, you know, the, the outtakes and some of that stuff. I'm sure they'd have to get a ton of approval. Cause there's probably a lot of stuff that you, you know, don't want to put out there, but um, there'd be some good ones, especially from that crew. And it was, it was an ensemble cast. Now we had some that characters. Was, like, that was an ensemble cast. Incredible. From yeah. Bart to Jenkins to, you know, shoot, guys on the O line, guys doing TV now, like Damon Woody, um, Braylon Tone, uh, Ladanian Tomlinson, uh, T Rich. Like, mm-hmm. it was that was a yourself, good crew. Now, yourself, don't sell yourself short. Yeah, um, it also kind of got me too, which I didn't. It I knew it, but didn't. I guess it didn't really hit home until I heard him talking about it. Um, I think the pride that he takes in, you know, having guys that he coached now coaching. You know, when he talked yeah. about uh, Jimmy Leonard and uh jerry o'connell up in minnesota jerry o'connell jerry yeah which jerry o'connell's on the talk dude no 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 jerry you know who i'm talking about kevin o'connell um like that i think that's pretty cool and you can kind of sense that that pride that he has and i think that was a big thing um you know as a, a player for rex was like he took a lot of pride in his players um had all the faith in the world um that you know we would get the job done uh, I think ultimately we obviously didn't do that, but I, I still think he had that unwavering faith, which was, was pretty cool as a coach. He's a loyal dude and yeah. a special coach, and we got some great memories with him. I'd like to, if he gets back into coaching, I think I'll, I'll be his, I will sign up for his offensive line coaching job. You would join his staff, huh? I, in a heartbeat. Are you kidding? I mean, I've coached with them. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you almost messed it up, which well, is classic quarterback. Well, well. <laughs> the shots on nice you were ring, fa- dude. <laughs> the shots on you were fantastic. I appreciated that. That was nice. <laughs> just, just catching straight. I told you that's why I wore the freaking camo, dude. Yeah, safety first. You can't see me. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Bobbing and weaving, bobbing and weaving. All right. So thank you guys for listening, watching. Um, I had a blast. Uh, this was a lot of fun. You know, I'm looking forward to the season. And uh hopefully, Mark, uh, you had the same. Oh, this is awesome. Great kickstart to season two. Get ready for more episodes. We got to get Adam Sandler. Got to get some other QBs. I feel like QBs are help us out. But all right, 
We'll find one. Uh, so don't forget to rate, review, follow, and listen on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Exchange. We'll catch you next week.